0: It's like three swings of a stick. Yeah, but the sticks aren't supposed to be used as weapons.
1: <sighs> what well, what if oh, you
0: do use it as a weapon? Uh, can we
1: can we save the french wapon talk for like 2 minutes from now? <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Ready? <laughs> oh, this <laughs> is be fun. Be fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast, where you are the listener. No, you are the listener. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the secret. You are. This is episode 26. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, joining me today, two guys who think AI stands for agave ice cream. Oh, man. Dave and agave Dave ice cream. <laughs>
2: it does now. I don't need any future robots telling me how to live. I want a agave ice cream. ice cream.
1: True story. When I was trying to come up with that, I just looked up flavors that start with A and agave came up. I don't really know what, what is agave? Is it all? Agave no.
0: is like it looks like a giant pineapple. Oh but and that's it's what they not. make. But it's not pineapple and that's what they make tequila out of. If you hit somebody with an agave, will it hurt?
2: Um I would think so. There's a lot hard. in this world that you can't feel pain from. <laughs> Whoa. This this reminds me of a conversation
0: Wait. I had with Jen not too long ago where she <laughs> it didn't make sense.
1: Why don't you start us off, Dave, with your deep, deep music? Yeah, please. No,
0: I was going to say, she asked me, like, it's like she was like she was bringing over the almond milk, and she's like, do I shake it? I was like, I don't know if I want to drink something that you can't shake. <laughs> I mean, other than, like, carbonated beverage. I'm like, I was like, no, 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 the layers might mix. Like, we want to keep the layers
1: separate. It's a very <laughs> delicate mix we have here. You mix it up, it's like to taste the same.
2: Or worse, they yeah. figured out how to keep it mixed fully all the time, which I think is equally weird. It's like a scientific marvel. It's like no, don't worry about it. It's ready to ingest, and it never ever gets warm. So just it has it. a
1: centripetal <laughs> force with the bottle somehow. Just
2: it's keeps
0: the, it moving. Gravity. Anyway, so Let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna while while I'm in this mode, let me uh, continue. This is what I was thinking about. This is something I was pondering the other day. Oh boy! I was hey. thinking how strange it was that we have two people in our in our worlds, if you will, in, in the entertainment industry. Who's are like I was thinking about Michael J. Fox, who's okay. like Michael, name, letter J, animal, Fox. Okay. And then there's also <laughs> Michigan J Frog. And they have nothing to do with each other. Conspiracy. And then I was like I was like. I'm like, I know Michigan J. Frog came <laughs> first. I'm like, did they <laughs> I'm like was one name derivative of the other somehow i'm like that would be really strange why would you name yourself why would you give yourself a, a uh not a screen name like an acting name whatever what is that term for, for, a uh, for actors?
1: not a pen name but not uh, a
0: pen name. that's
2: a screen name that's your screen sure. name. that's your, oh, your just, screen they, name they just we've <laughs> destroyed the meaning of the phrase screen name with aol okay Or uh, yeah aol so
0: shout out to mike i Pence. was wondering anyway. if they if you know his you know the pseudonym or whatever was derivative of that but no fox is his actual last name but he and his middle name is like andrew but he didn't like the way Michael A. Fox. There already was a Michael Fox. Right in now I'm picturing a guild.
1: train just barreling down the tracks
0: floating over and first into explosion. But it was always all into this. I was like, how did this happen that we have Mike Michigan J. Frog and Yeah, Michael what were the J. odds Fox? that an
1: animated frog would share a similar name to
2: Michael J. Fox? This means one of yeah. two things. Mich- Michigan J. Frog was at one time a person and shares the likeness with Michael J. No, Fox who has an animal as name. Or... Or, no? I'm not done, not let me that. finish, let me get there. Or, Michael J. Fox is indeed a fox-turned-human.
1: Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: anyway, and, and I found yeah,
1: out I've
0: that, uh, m- m- even during my research, I found out that originally the frog's name was Enrico.
2: Which is and like doing my like... research.
1: Wait, I have two questions. One Enrico?
2: <laughs> research? Like question mark? But he's such two. a white guy frog, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he, well, he, he, he just... <laughs> would we call me. that a white guy stereotype? He doesn't sound like <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez, who is clearly a Mexican mouse. He we're say, it's a very interesting though? territory here. <laughs> but anyway, okay, Dave, thank you for your
1: music. Quick yeah. follow-up question. Where are you in the world when you ponder these things? Oh, I do like, Um
0: I think I was walking the dog.
1: Oh. And you're just like seeing him poop, and you're like, Michael J. Fox, Michigan J. Frog. <laughs> this means something. This means something. <laughs> He starts, like, carving out a frog with his potatoes <laughs> <like> at dinner. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's, this is a video game podcast. Let's steer it to the Danomac because you're playing something right now I oh, would like man. to know more about.
2: Okay. Well, it's surprising to me because you're not exactly a Nintendo fanboy. No, but I am appreciator of good things. Interesting. Well, my mm-hmm. dear listeners, and, my dear listener, we're only speaking to you right now. Those other people. You are the too. listener. Right. That's right. I thought about that a lot. Regardless, like that. Um, Nintendo released the Switch on the previous Monday, Friday of last Friday. Last Friday is how you say what I'm trying to say. And last oh, Friday, point. from where we are, I'm building this up time. so huge. So I'm playing Zelda. It's fun. Three months ago, by the time it's it release. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's really good. I like it a lot. Um, is it really good or is it? No, no. All right, shut okay. up. take Red Dead shut Redemption. It Take, I meant that like an endearing way. Take Red Dead. Take, uh, dear, shut up. <laughs> and take like I don't know what other game. That, those are the sweet nothings I normally whisper in my dear's ear. It's basically, it's basically shut up. It's, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> and it's basically like a living world is the way people are referring to it because it's not exactly planned. All the stuff that happens, like the the world does stuff around you. And, you know, you're kind of reacting to it. Like there's Not, like, procedurally generated. Uh, no, 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 no. It's definitely a set map. But, like, the things that happen on the map happen at their own pace. Like, every seven days in the game, there's a mm. blood moon. And then all the enemies get super strong. Mm. When night time comes around, it's got some cool stuff. It becomes Bloodborne? Kind of, like- right? <laughs> yeah, Bloodborne's got a blood moon in it. That's true. Um, there's, like, herds of horses. You don't get a horse like you used to get a horse in Zelda. You have to go find a horse. In the wild. Mm. So they took away a lot of the tropes of Zelda. Like, you have to go buy your armor now, and you can choose what armor you buy. And weapons break, which we were talking about earlier, and we should talk about more now. It's kind of annoying. when you Mixed results. Well, you you can throw your weapon. One of the first things I did was throw it into the bottom of a lake before I got the dive move. Get rid of the sword. Like Excalibur? (laughs) It was a mistake. No, well, you just throw it like a... Like a mm-hmm. ah, this is my don't so we a hundred hundred for hundred fifty. years. You it to so the Lady of it. the Lake, basically. But it's it's fun. I don't know how else to explain it. It's really good. But would you say it's like the best Zelda of all time? I de- I'm I'll say, I haven't gotten far yet, so I'm having trouble talking about it because I had not tried to well, sure play game. And, you know, um, what, what? How many hours are we in? About three or four. Like oh, okay, so we're in the beginning. Yeah, but mm. but I'm starting to get to the stuff where it's like things just pop up and. I have objectives, but I'm ignoring most of them because things are just on the map to do, and mm. and they're just all... It's such a dense open world, I think that's what makes it a little different, is that, like, other open world games are kind of just big. Like, I think Final Fantasy 15. 15. You, you explained to me, and Mar- and Dave, that's Dave, um, <laughs> that it was a big open world, which is great, With but nothing there wasn't in it. a lot to do. This feels like the the good version of that. It's a big open I've world. Heard, I heard mm.
0: it's one of the best open world games, like, ever.
2: Yeah, Yeah, like, and that's why, like,
1: I'm really trying to, like, I'm sure it's amazing, but I I wonder really is it because it's so good and it's recent or is it really, like, this is the best Zelda of all time?
2: It feels like a totally big departure from the Zelda games. The only game I can compare it to is A Link Between Worlds, which gave you a similar freedom in that, like, they start you off and you could go to whatever dungeon. There's no dungeon number. You just go Mm -hmm. and you can complete all the dungeons off the bat. So mm. there's no like limit to that, and they kind of took that little idea of like freedom, do whatever you want, and blew it up a hundred times. And interesting, yeah. So like on the way to objectives, I'm just doing things. I've done like two quests of the story, but I've done so much on the side, like yeah, like, like all
1: those ancillary things. And,
2: like I'm like, oh, what's that over there? And all of a sudden, I'm like, where did I go? I okay. It's, it's like Zelda meets Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. Well, you can kind of do whatever. Yeah, whatever
1: you and I, want I think time, that's right. That's interesting that they're, they've clearly, and that's one of the things I think about Nintendo, like they're always, they do their own thing, and it's interesting to kind of see how this is clearly a Zelda that didn't, wasn't made in a vacuum. They really were looking at what are open
2: world games doing now? Mm -hmm. How can we do it better? Yeah. Um, How do you feel about like the Switch itself? Uh, It's good. I'm getting used to it. Honestly, I'm not going to use it as a 3DS replacement. Um, I Mm. don't think it's. I don't think it's doing that either way. I don't think that's the job that it's going to serve because Nintendo said that for maybe... you at least. No. Well, Nintendo's not done how making do... 3ds games or <clears throat> stuff. For that. How do you compare it? How do you compare it to the Wii U? It's like the perfect version of what the Wii U started as, I think, mm. because it's got that same, like, you know, you can grab the tablet and just sit wherever you want, or you can put the tablet in and then you play on the TV, but it takes it a step further in that the tablet isn't really used when you're on the TV. So, It's not like a secondary screen anymore, which I think was a big mistake that Nintendo tried to, like, let's make it a secondary screen. People love two screens. Look at the DS. Like, I guess that's kind of the cue they were going with. But they took the tablet idea and they focused on how it could just become an actual portable, which I think was interesting. I mean, does it feel
1: portable? Like it's comfortable to port around?
2: I would. All right. So it's kind of big.
1: Yeah, because that's um, the one thing else I was hearing, too. It's a little bit bigger than you would think you would want.
2: It's a little bigger than the Vita, though. Like, if you have the Vita, it's not a big step up. So it's it's interesting. Okay. So if you have a good case and you're comfortable bringing it in public places, which is actually my bigger hang-up. Like, I could throw that in my bag if I get a good case for it. But mm. I don't want to pull this thing out. It's it's. I mean, it's only a little bit more expensive than the DS, but it's, I don't know. It just seems like such a, hey, let me go and take that from that guy item. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know are what I'm the, saying? Like, I, don't, the, I don't know. Are the analog sticks in awkward positions? They looked awkward to me when I first saw the pictures. You know, it does take a second to get used to it. It's different. You know, like, I'm used to the PlayStation, I would say, where like mm-hmm. the, everything's up if it's not an analog stick. Yeah. You know? And if it's an analog stick, you position down. But this kind of, like, inverts it. And uh, the, also, the D-pad is just four buttons. It's not a D-pad. It's just yeah. four oh. directional buttons, similar to... The 64, which had the C controls, the C buttons. So there's a lot of th- things that, like, you could see Nintendo's designs are all coming up with them from back when they, you know, decided to make the Game Boy Advance, I guess you could say. Mm. Up through then until now. It's it's interesting.
1: See, that worries me, though, that you're not so keen on it as a portable. Because I think, like you say like they don't want it as a 3ds replacement like there's so many games that came to the 3ds like if they're not if they really going to picture this as a home console that you can take around like i just don't know if it's going to have the support to keep that thing going that's what worries me Because yeah. really after zelda what what is anyone going to play on that thing
2: well all the nintendo exclusives are cool and uh, the nindies just came out right after all this stuff like started. What? but like, like yeah shovel knight what? got a sequel stardew valley's coming out onto it
1: yeah, games that are already out. The assumptions <clears> that, that just—I
2: mean,
0: f- I for me, like I already told Dan I might have to pick it up if and when they drop a console f- new Fire Emblem game. Like, yeah, like I...
1: and I just think it's like it's hard though to make that excuse like this is the my one console that I play. Like, it's always going to be I have something—I have a PlayStation or an Xbox, a PC, and a Nintendo thing. Like, you can't just only have a Nintendo system because you're going to miss too many things there's too many games that are like the you know mass effects going to be coming out like there's so many things that i think they're just going to miss out on because it's underpowered compared to everything
0: else i mean i for me it's not about the the game power most of the time um but i i do feel like i might pick it up just because as these new games come out i know it's going to be more child-friendly games and like if i'm going to be playing games with natalie because she's been playing games a little bit here or there, like, and I'm like, there's only so many games that come out on the PlayStation that are actually good, you know, Ooh, that that are
1: cut. child appropriate. Child appropriate good, good being the in yeah. that.
0: No, there's plenty of yeah. great mature games, but I'm like, she's not ready. For, I'm like, I'm not dealing with death on that level. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, from what your wife tells me, you almost you almost got into that realm the other yeah. day. So, well, but. I, I when think... when your kid asks you if I'm, if they're gonna live forever, you have two oh. two choices. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you make a lot of art, you will live in the art forever. <laughs> you, will live, you will live in the hearts of millions. So she'll become like a feverish painter. So I think to just to that last point, I, I'm starting to see that Nintendo is not in the we can make the most high fidelity, most yeah, impressive they graphics. They never games, They do their own thing, but yeah. they're coming around as always with like the new unique game ideas and i think that Mm -hmm. the wii u was kind of a sleeper period for them because they sort of tried to do the wii success over again i don't think this is that anymore so i'm interested to see where they take it obviously since i own one i bought right into it um Mm. but i wasn't gonna buy zelda for the wii u you know that was a thought i was like i just want zelda but Mm -hmm. no i don't know i'm not i'm gonna just i have actually a bag here that i got today that's gonna house my wii u for the future, like just—is it a coffin essentially? Essentially, that I will one day—it's <laughs> a treasure trove for me in the future. Oh, I, I remember when I put this away. Wow, I was on the podcast. Amazing! Look at this I've crappy. Had, little I've had tablet.
0: my Wii U like unplugged, uncharged for like months at a time. Remember, and, like, we, i just don't play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that—that's my worry with the Switch. Like, I hope I'm wrong because I think the industry is better when Nintendo is doing their own thing. Yeah, and healthy. But I don't know, like. I worry. I worry about poor old Nintendo, yeah. that old horse.
2: We'll have to see. I mean, they try to shoehorn themselves into the mature audience with the Wii U. I think they still want that audience, but I don't think that's their focus anymore. We'll see. I think
1: they, they're a toy company. They're going to embrace it.
2: They're a card-making company. But regardless, that's Whatever. been... Between that and the game we played, that's been my gaming life, Mark.
1: There you go. This gaming life podcast um actually that was I, when i used to get blog about games that was the name of it, it was like this american life It was like this gaming life that's not, I'm not ira glass blog,
2: uh name it in is it used i i had oh, it's it. gonna be
1: after someone hears this <laughs> feel free to take it it's okay um for me um I, I i'm like how many i'm probably like a little bit halfway through horizon now um, but before I talk, like, I think I'll, I'll save that to like, I finish it just to get my, my funnel stamp. I need to tell you guys about an incident, not an incident, an, a, a, a scenario I got myself caught in because Verizon, oh. I was really, pumped. I was like, I'm going to buy a 4k TV. Oh yeah. And so I'll, I'll try to keep it shortish. Cause I know I tend to, Wait, to be long winded, but th- this the, was my evening. Let me get so, the mark clock. Like Dan made the, <laughs> get the thing Dan made the reference. We're recording this like it's the beginning of March. Uh, like the Switch just dropped, so every for everything I read, it was like the best time to buy a TV is now because the 2017 TVs are about to come out, so they discount all the 2016 ones and you can get them real cheap. So I was like, okay, so that's what I'll do. So I did my research about HDR and input lags and all that, and I found the TV I wanted, the Samsung TV. I found the size I wanted, a 49 inch because it, it fits my room. And, of course, because my life is the way it is, as the time goes on, it keeps getting more expensive. That's I was how like, it oh, usually goes. fantastic, yeah. So, and then as it's getting more expensive, it gets sold out everywhere. Amazon doesn't have it. All these online retailers don't have it. I'm just like, what? Ah, this is the TV. I don't want to have to do research again. This is the one I wanted. So, I'm calling on, like, my prep periods. I find, and then, like, I go home one day, and I find a Best Buy in uh why I'm missing which is where taylor swift grew up and raised shout out to taylor swift.
2: wait she didn't grow up in tennessee no she T- grew up in T- P- T- she's,
1: she's from pennsylvania baby
2: i thought she was in tennessee
1: that's what you thought well oh. she's got that southern thing anyway so the town she grew up in their best buy had one new inbox which is about a little over an hour away from me so it's like i got home from work i'm tired i'm exhausted i'm just like I got to go get this TV. This might be my last chance. <laughs> this is, this I can't find it. anywhere else. So I like help. I like shovel down at dinner. I help Molly with the baby. I jump in my car. I like call them. I'm like, can you hold it? And they're like, we can't hold it. It's the last one. I was like, no. So I'm driving unreasonably fast. Oh my I gosh. Because I'm worried. I'm like, what if somebody gets it? It's it. It's gone. Because they, they're not getting restocked with them.
2: How unreasonably fast are we talking? And not well, like like me. I'm not like a super fast driver. huh? Crazy
1: probably 65 ish but i'm in like country back in a 20 yeah it's not like a road (laughs) you're supposed to be driving 65 on it's because i have my phone and i'm doing like the google maps and literally back roads (laughs) pennsylvania there's no lights anywhere and in the back of my mind this is how it went down the back of my mind i'm like everyone i know in pennsylvania talks about deer and almost hitting a deer or hitting a deer i've lived here for a few years i gotta be due I should probably oh, watch no. it. As this thought is going through my head, this big old deer is bopping oh, out of the Mark. road. I slam on the brakes because I'm going fast. I literally, like, I'm in the SUV at this point because I had to think I had to get the TV in the trunk. And the car kind of wobbles on oh, the wheels. Are you fishtail a little? And a little bit. I stop, without exaggeration, a foot or two in oh, front of the deer. Oh, man. The freeze deer in headlights, totally true. Oh yeah, he just stands it, there. It is freeze,
0: yeah. He's, He's like, like, well, like that's my car. I do.
1: He gives the car a little sniff, keeps walking. Good. I'm like, okay then. That's was how it, it
0: was is. Was it a was it a he? Was it a buck?
1: It had antlers. I, I don't recall, quite frankly. My heart and my head were like, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So I proceed to the Best Buy at a much slower pace. At that point, get there, park can you see the
0: deer walking the deer away Rams the TV. him on the way. Into the, he got the TV.
1: No, it was <laughs> even weirder. So this was about like two days before the switch dropped, and in front of the Best Buy can only be described as an angry mob.
2: Yeah. There was about really. 20
1: people, and they are clearly angry about something. There are Best Buy employees <laughs> trying to talk to them. I watched gentlemen get pushed, by, uh who pushed the Best Buy employee and I'm like, "Oh my!" And I kind of hustle my way inside. So I get into there. I rush to the TV department. There is, because of what's going on outside, all these people are kind of, Best Buy employees are all like all near the door. There's one guy in the TV department, and he's talking to this old woman who I'm going to call Blanche for the interest of this story. So he's talking to Blanche. Blanche clearly has a hearing deficiency because he tells her something and she goes, what? Huh? (laughs) And they're talking about sound bars, ironically enough. (laughs) So there's this other guy who's waiting for the guy to get done. So I'm like, like just because I was flustered and I never small talk with people, I'm just like, "Hey, <laughs> like you're waiting for him." He's like, "Yeah," and I ask him, "Like, do you know what's happening outside?" And as I say that, we see like the police lights like flashing out front, and apparently he told me he overheard employees that somehow, some way, a switch got sold early to somebody. And they walked out with it, and everyone online saw them walk out with it oh. and freaked the F out. So apparently they weren't handling it very well. I'm just like, oh, God, the Switch, I tell you. People want their Zelda. Um, as we're having this conversation, Blanche has a case of the vertigo. Oh, no. And she stumbles backwards just on the floor. On the floor are all these boxes of TVs. Oh, no. And she hits them. Uh-huh. And they start dominoing towards me and this guy. Mark. And what do I do? <laughs> Nothing. I just stand there like an idiot. You don't
0: catch all the TVs. <laughs> I only
1: like, catches <gasps> the one he wanted. The guy I'm with
0: swoops it. It just
1: parks, gets behind them. It stops them from falling. And I was just like, whoa. And of course, what my other first thought was, I hope my TV isn't in there. This poor <laughs> lady. Lady. Not the old lady. I'm a terrible person. Old lady falls. I'm like is the KS8000 49 inch in there? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, thankfully. So, they help her up, she gets, you know, gets a glass of water. And I it's so like like okay, you know, she's okay. So they help her out. And the guy is just like um okay, if you know, if you want to talk to him first. I was like you're the hero, but okay, sure. So I tell Daniel, the employee, and he's mm. clearly flustered. He's just like you know, uh, we tend to
2: get flustered so, pretty easily. Yes,
0: so he. I have, I've heard this about Daniels.
1: Yeah, so he's like at the computer. I can't see what's on the computer. So I'm talking like, so I called him about an hour ago. I'm looking for a KS8000. Um, I know you have one in stock. It's the one I want, and he's just like, "No, nah, we don't have it." And I'm like, did you yeah, have Without it? looking, he just said, well, he ty- no, we I'm don't hearing have him type, it? and he's typing extensively. Oh, okay. And he's just like, no, we don't have it. And he continues typing. And I'm like, can you check? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it doesn't look like I have it. I'm like, I called an hour ago, and I know it's there. He's typing this whole time. And I'm just like, uh, would looked- but I've come too far to this point. I'm like, can you just please go in the back and check? He's just like, okay. So he goes back. The guy who saved the TVs gives me this look. And I'm like, okay. So like, I mosey over. I'm like, what? He's like, look on the screen. So I look on the screen. What's open? Facebook. And he's having this message conversation. We kind of peer over because we're we're nosy. It's him and this girl. are going at it, and it's not good. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh. He comes back about ten minutes later. They have the TV. Surprise. I will, I will take it, sir. I shake the man's name. Is what was his name? Javier. Oh, something. Spanish sounding. No offense, Javier. Great guy, Javier. If you ever listen to this, you're a good man. He's mm-hmm. so like, I'm I get the...
2: Polish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he was like a Hispanic gentleman. Um, so I get the TV. I get in the car. And I'm like, yes. After all this. Like, the mob is kind of dispersed by this point. So I'm driving mm. home. Going through the back roads. My phone dies. Oh, I have no idea where I'm going. Oh, my God. And it's like, now it's like 9 o'clock <sighs> at night. I have school the next day. I have a, you know, 49-inch TV in the background. I'm just wait, like, I'm so... so
0: wait. Gonna... I know you're a teacher. Right. But you still call it school the next day? You don't call it, I have work the next day? No, it's school.
2: Yeah, wait, and... We second... discussed
0: this last time. The mentality is I've I like, never left school. Second grade. I've got, I've got, I've got websites the next day. Yeah.
1: yeah I, 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 I have, have internet tomorrow.
2: I can't... <laughs> you don't have a charger
0: for
1: your phone in the car? No, because I'm in the SUV and it's the older one. And I'm like, I literally don't know where I am or where to go. Oh. And I have this TV. You don't, you don't have a map? No, I got nothing. Well, all right. And I, even if I had the <laughs> map, I wouldn't know how to read it. <laughs> a paper map? I
0: don't have one. I, I'm sure there probably you card even card was in? one. No. All right. Well, oh, <laughs> but, I, but I have a charger. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, the last car. part of the
1: story. So finally, I come across this sketchy gas station. And I'm like, oh. it's a gas station. So I go in there literally could have been in like a uh, uh, what is the guy who, why, why can't I remember his name the guy who directed Pulp Fiction
2: Tarantino Quentin Tarantino thank you could
1: have been on a Tarantino film it's like a guy sitting there this older gentleman he's chewing something just like chewing
0: a bunch of weapons
1: on the wall behind him no abolished. but it was just
0: like dirty
1: and I was just like hey and I said <laughs> hey and he literally I'll never forget the sound he turns <laughs> Let's out this huge spit. We're (coughs) indoors. It hits the ground. I can hear it. It's like a splat.
0: It's like like chewing tobacco. Not into a spittoon. Not a spittoon. It's literally like
1: linoleum floor. And I'm just like, I'm looking for Allentown. Am I on the right way? And he just goes, yeah, just keep going. You'll get there. And I'm just like, (laughs) thanks. And you know what? Kept on that same road. I found home. there?
2: (laughs) <laughs> got got there.
1: there! Wow. So that was my evening the of getting this 4K tale. TV, and it's a beautiful TV. I love it, and it makes Horizon look great. And I want to talk about Horizon, but I will have gone way too long at yeah. this point, so I will, yeah. will save it until next time. But I will say this about yeah. Horizon: that's great. So I I knew it had no chance. I knew. Oh, uh, Blanche good. is okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, she was fine. She got her glass of water. She's cool. Um, so I knew Horizon was gonna be good, but it was like, is it gonna be good or is it gonna be great? Now I think it's like is this game going to be great or is this going to be like best that PS4 has right now. Mm. That's my my thoughts, but I will divulge that when I beat it probably by next time. Got it. Anyway, segueing into why we've assembled here to this evening as yeah, we have talked th- for we hours discuss. and hours. We talked about AI today, mm. the Turing test. Yeah. Which some thoughts.
2: <laughs> There's lots of agave ice cream in the Turing test. Mm
1: probably should have been more i think though
2: well maybe some almond ice cream while i pull up the uh (laughs) maybe uh, that
1: could be a tag a steam tag almond ice cream
2: mm, uh, do they
1: vote on tags is that how that works it's like if we went and put an almond ice cream as a tag it's not going to show up
2: oh darn it now i have to tell her how old i am (laughs) come on steam i'm super adult this December, is what happens when we
1: give Dan a responsibility as he pulls January up the January 1st, some some year.
2: 1974. Older. 1974
1: is the earliest you can oh, do.
2: January 4th, mind you. I actually took, because oh, I, hate, scrolled down I hate time. Oh, I, I used mm-hmm. it. All right, so Mark, you mentioned Turing test. That's interesting. I've got the Turing <laughs> test uh, info <laughs> right here, ready to look at. How convenient. Why don't I read it to you both and our wonderful listener. I would love you to. You would love me? Not you. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> well trust we your always instincts. Love you. The yeah, Turing test. Going. The Turing test is a challenging first person puzzle game set on Jupiter's moon Europa. You are I'll see it
1: says in the description, Dave. Dave was like, Is it a moon? Is it a planetoid? Is it a space it's
2: a moon? Yeah, it's a moon. You are Ava Turing, an engineer for the International Space Agency or the ISA. Sent to discover the cause behind the disappearance of the ground crew stationed there. This game is very positively received by both critics and users alike. And Jewish mothers, they love it. Jewish mothers think this game is very good and it will, you know, it's just really sweet boy or girl. (laughs) Um, Popular user-defined tags for this product. Adventure, first person, female, protagonist, and puzzle. And I, have I was about to say, to say, if Puzzle's not one of them. I have to say, I'm impressed with the tags. No Indie. No Indie. Well, Female protagonist Screams. is, uh, I'm always Screams. like, Screams. why not just really awesome protagonist, because I liked Ava, or is it Ava? I would Ooh, argue that that tag spoilers. is not exactly accurate.
1: Well, we'll get to that point, but Dave, okay. cut cut through the, the crud here.
0: Alright, alright, this is what I got Tell me the Turing Test. The Turing Test <laughs> is a Portal-esque game, okay? Portal? It, you you play you you wake as Ava Turing from cryogenic slumber. She's there as a failsafe in case of emergency, like Austin Powers in case Doctor Evil returns. <laughs> she does <You> know? <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yes. So you wake up. You know that something's gone awry. And then it's a first-person POV. You control Ava, armed with an electronic manipulation tool gun, and you have to complete circuits to open doors to advance to the next room, and that you do that and repeat. And as you do that, you progress through the puzzles, you learn more and more about what's transgressed on, uh, on Europa and what's happened to the ground, cr- ground crew. That was very thorough. I yeah, like that. It looked <laughs> as though you, you wrote the heck out of that, mm. which I'm very happy so, about.
2: It's awesome. And
1: I think you, you mentioned portals, so like, I think that's a good place to start Like mm. where this kind of fits. Like, I think the connections or the inspiration, we can say, is obvious. Like, it has that whole science vibe, these isolated rooms that are puzzles that you need to solve, and it kind of slowly unravels the story. The other game I wrote down, uh, I know I talked about it on a podcast, I forgot which one, though, but the Talos Principle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a very similar idea, where you kind of have these little isolated rooms where there is a puzzle, and at the same time, it's, it's really, and I think there's a lot of connections between the two and talking about identity, and uh consciousness and what that means mm. which you know kind of ter- talking Dave, Dave and Dan uh, that's who I'm talking to Dan you yes. mentioned <laughs> Dave, <laughs> uh, B plus mark Dave, keep I going
0: remember. B minus mark <laughs> it's,
1: it's B minus mark right now uh Dan you mentioned like oh is it Ava I think the big kind of thrust of this is kind of the idea of control consciousness yeah. basically you know what the Turing test is which we've we've now felt like we've talked about on this podcast like nine times um well but become going back to like what's going on in like Ava does her name last name need to be turing i don't understand no, I don't <laughs> that was it it,
2: really that was a little be... much yeah. Right? Yeah. especially since nobody else had any like names that were of you know philosophical uh, note right Not, yeah, and it's the title, mean...
1: and then she even asks like he like Tom explains like. The Turing test is this, just in case. Yeah, you didn't well, maybe know what also because
0: it's it, it's it makes the game's title play even more because it's not only is it the Turing test because of the Turing test where you know just to say it one more time is it a test for AI to see if it can convince a human that it's actually a human, right? Mm. Another human. So it the typical version of the test is somebody types, uh, has communication with uh, what may or may not be a computer program. And then they have, to, and then they also speak to another person in the same way, which may or may not be a computer program. And then they have to guess which one's the computer and which one's a person. Mm-hmm. And if the the computer passes the Turing test, if it convinces the test taker that they are human when when they're not, right? So I think that in this case, it being the Turing test, it's also her tests, you know, mm-hmm. her Turing's morality test. or whatever else, you know, right, right.
1: Okay, that's that's a fair justification of that. I just when it happened, I was just kind of like, "Really? Yeah. Is it really little... necessary?
0: Uh, probably yeah. not." But I think it, it's like it gives the multiple meanings of the title, and they probably liked it. It stroked their ego. I, you know? I'll allow it. I'll allow
2: it. I didn't totally um, hate that. Just there's only one thing about that that did bother me, and I'm glad you brought it up. Is that when he asks, "Have you ever heard of the Turing test?" and she's like, "No," or she like acts aloof. I wanted her to be like, yeah, my name's Turing. I've heard of it. Yeah, and I've heard it. Oh my, <laughs> I've heard it my whole life. I've been here. Oh, this... like a
0: Turing test. Yeah, first time <laughs> like, I caught like this Alan one. Turing.
2: You're really unique, Tom. So, yeah, like that's... oh,
1: Clementine, oh my darling. No. Right. Um, <laughs>
2: well, I I think there
1: there's a lot of interesting story beats I would like to talk to you guys about. But like before that, I guess let's just kind of go through like the puzzle aspect of it. What yeah. do we think of the puzzles as a whole? Because I think a puzzle games really kind of. They live and die on their ease, but yet challenge that balance between them.
0: I thought that it was a really good balance. I thought that it was a really good progression. Yeah, and like I felt reasonably challenged mm. most of the time. So a lot of the rooms felt pretty easy, but I did get stuck. Few, I did have to look up a couple. I look. I actually. I had to look up one in-game one, and then all the other ones were the secret room stuff. Mm. You know? I think
1: I had, I uh, see, like, I felt that the the challenge definitely ramps up, and I never felt, mm. uh, like, trying to think of puzzles, there's two that I remember that are in-game that I definitely struggled with, and one of them was one of the first ones, I didn't realize that, like, when you're talking about tools to kind of move the rooms, basically every room is, yeah. you have to get to a door, and open it, yeah. so there's power cells which are these things you can plug into walls there are these different color orbs which can work in different ways there's light uh, bridges there's pressure panels and they all kind of work together
2: yeah
1: and and they didn't realize you could put a power orb in the same spot as a power cell and it's trying to oh. teach you that but like it totally uh, I was like huh? Yeah, they didn't realize I don't you could understand. put the
0: square in at this, in the same place that you could shoot the, yeah. the so like there was as both. long as it's square yeah yeah
1: and i think i think that was like one of the first puzzles i had to look that one up and then there was another one I remember you had to like shoot the orb and then pull it out and walk through the door before it switches. I figured that was a secret
0: to... room. That was for the no, no, no. Chinese room. No, no, no. Right? it's a normal room.
1: Oh. The one you're talking about is the one with the symbols. I think. No, no,
0: you're talking about the Boolean logic room. Yeah, all right. maybe that was that. I had to look up that one because I couldn't, I knew all the Boolean symbols because like, I learned in from. Years of like I took symbolic logic, I took like but but just the courses I had to take in computer science Hashtag and I was so. Ex- Seriously. I was so excited to do this damn puzzle, except <laughs> I couldn't I just didn't see the little knot symbols mm. next to some of them, so, and then I was like, i don't have enough I don't have enough lights.
2: I'm like, you know I don't have... oh so,
1: I, I looked it up because I had no idea was, what was
2: happening <laughs> the so I actually got through all the puzzles without looking them up, but I will say that Dave. And I was screen playing for like my last one fifth of the game or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And that uh, 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 the logic puzzle was there. And I actually I am also a programmer, but I never took computer science classes because that's apparently a thing you can do. So I was like, what's this garbage? V? v- five. <laughs> oh, I got this. That's an upside-down V. That's an A without a line in the middle. Done. And, I, you know, see, <laughs> it took me a second. W- but then Dave was like, here, just think about or, and, and not. I was like, oh, huh. got it. See, what
1: frustrating meant that that is, like, I kind of randomly got all the way to the end. I didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. but there's so many orbs. I was like, oh, let's just try them. And yeah, climb. they're all over the place. really far. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, see, like, I thought... I never felt like the challenge ramped up. Like, uh, when looking at the end puzzles to the beginning puzzles, like, in terms of uh, how long it took me to figure out, I never felt... I felt like I was learning more stuff, and I was getting better. And there were definitely puzzles, like, oh, this is easy. But I never felt like... Like, the last puzzle's not the hardest puzzle. And the no. puzzle before that's not the second hardest puzzle. Right. So it kind of almost felt a little... For a game built on puzzles, a little anticlimactic. I was like, oh, this is the last one that's it. Well,
0: there was, there was a little bit of... Possible sloppiness towards the end of the game. I felt like it was rushed. that They just wanted to finish things. Right. Ooh. Dan and I, he spent like I'm, maybe twenty minutes trying to. I'm going to figure it out. This. But I don't know. I don't know if you caught this, but they're in one of the last puzzle rooms, it's the one where you have to. You're in a hole. You can put the robot in the hole, and you can only pick him up with the magnet.
1: That's the. Okay. The. Oh wait, no. <clears throat> um, okay.
0: Okay. And then there's a green door
2: with two orbs.
0: There's a there's an or there's a door that you have to lift the robot up to he can go through that door you know there's okay. two lights for you to go through yeah. and basically the way you access that room is you you go in the hole where the where the plate is so you step on the plate and it lifts that it lifts the, um, the where you had parked the yeah. robot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, the robot, I know, I know what puzzle you're And you have about. to, like, back up and see, like, there's two cameras right next to each other, which is kind of odd. On the left. Mm. If you're facing yeah, the wall where the door is, on the left there's two cameras. But if you have those two cameras and you look straight down, you see that there's one of those, um, um, collapsible ramps. Mm-hmm. And there's also a switch. Like, you see the outline for a switch that the camera would be able to
2: operate. But you can't get in that room. Right. Like, it's just to kind so of show you it's like, there. It shows you the icon yeah. that Tom can access something. That's mm-hmm. and then view the camera.
0: Yeah. So we're like... Dan was like, oh, Dan's like, you got to be able to get in there. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't get in there. I, I spent like 20 minutes trying to get in there. Yeah, he's that was like, one of the puzzles you know, that took me longer to figure out. And I he remember. was like... And then when he brings the robot up there, he's like, there's a console that only Ava can use up here. Me? How come the robots up here? If she can use this was, console, it's still driving me
2: nuts. I can't, and I'm not kidding you. I'm going to figure it out, or I'm not. But I'm what? telling you,
0: it's it's just. I think it's just a mistake. I think they I, were they had bigger, bigger concepts for that, and also maybe it's trying. Maybe they're just trying to show you that uh, you're getting closer to the ground team because they're the ones who made all these tests to try and hmm. prevent Tom from getting back to the server.
1: Yeah, and I think there is this, there is this thing about this game where we see. Kind of lapses in things, and we wonder if mm. there is is it a design flaw or is it a purpose for the story? And it's kind of like when yeah. we're talking talk about the last guardian, like yeah. oh the the animal you know Trico doesn't listen to you because he's an animal, or sure. is it really just because kind of he the controls yeah. don't yeah. work? um But I think I don't know. Maybe there's also the, the like there are multiple ways to kind of solve some of these things that we don't mm. see. I don't well, know. There are I'll kind of give it the benefit th- of the th- doubt.
2: There was one puzzle that Dave was watching me do, and I I get very impressed with myself when Dave's like oh. You surprised me with that last move. Hmm? Like because well, Dave's a very Dave, logical you thinker and I'm not illogical, but I think more with my gut. Dave's very logical. I mean, it's not bad. It's just we're different. So mm. there's two examples of how this brain. went down. It's
0: totally different. That's all like- Yeah.
2: So but we both solve problems for living, so it's interesting. So <laughs> like when we when I did this one puzzle, he was like, Oh, you're doing it r- uh, wrong. And then, like, I did it way faster than Dave had because, like, like, I didn't do it oh. like that at all. What the heck? So, the, and I was like, sweet. I'm pretty smart sometimes. And there was another one where Dave was like, "You're gonna do this one way different than me because I didn't think like this because I'm too what is it left brain?
0: Oh yeah, I was just saying. Well, whatever. I'm just too rigid of a thinker. Right. Like, it was. It was. There's this room. It's right brain where, for the in record. the puzzle. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm too left brain to know what right <laughs> brain is. <laughs> This, this is room where there's a bridge, and you can move the bridge forward and back. Ava can. But, yeah, Ava, yeah. Ava can move the bridge forward and back, and Tom can rotate the bridge. Right. Mm. And, and yeah. for the life of me, I just did not conceive of turning, purposely leaving the bridge diagonal. Right. Mm. And, and you need to do that to solve this puzzle. And I was just like, I'm like, because obviously the bridge goes north and south or east and west. There's no... I,
1: yeah, I remember that one specifically because he had to jump across the the thing. Yeah, but that
0: kind yeah, Dan. by the way, I watched him do that, and he, you know, how you have to do use the red orb, and there's the timing yeah. thing, and you have to run to it. He ran like an S around, <laughs> like he didn't go the short way around the bridge. He went like jumped the long way, ran across the entire bridge, and then I, I was like, you're never gonna, ma-, and then he made it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> my-
2: but that to me <laughs> speaks to this game's level of genius. And not that I'm a genius. I am. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but
1: he's Michael Phelps. But if, there,
2: if there's like puzzles that can be solved in a couple of different ways without breaking the puzzle. There are. Yeah. I mean, there are some puzzles I did break. Like there was one situation where I was supposed to use a platform to lower myself down. But I just moved in the air and I landed on it. Moved in the air. That was, that was kind of cheaty. But it's like I think that this game. Yeah. I think this game does have a lot of stuff where like you're allowed to think your way. And still mm, solve the puzzle mm. without breaking it, and I, I like that about this game. I think that really spoke to the creativity of the design. That mm. it, you know, it wasn't—I mean, I hate to say it—wasn't like Portal level creative, yeah. fine-tuned puzzle making. But it definitely was going for that. Like they—they they definitely said, "Ah, when's Portal Three going to come out?" You know what? I'm just going to make Portal Three or something yeah. like it. And I, mm.
1: I would agree. Like I don't think the puzzles are as ingenious, but they're—they're they're good. They're solid they're for good. the most part. Yeah. It,
0: sometimes it felt like. Did you ever remember do you remember that game uh the incredible machine? I don't. Vaguely. It sounds familiar It was though. like it was like it was a game where like you like have to like place things. Like it, like the goal would be like to make this basketball in a basket, but like you give like you get like treadmills and and like trampolines in order to move it, you know. That but familiar. uh sometimes that's what it felt like. It Felt bit. like a really advanced version of the incredible machine.
1: That actually reminds me of um there was this game, Quantum Conundrum. Do anyone ever play that? I also
2: that? do not know that game.
1: It's like it was made by one of the same one of the designers of Portal, and it's like you're this kid who's in his uncle's house, and it's like you go through his rooms, and you can have like different elements. It was like quirky. Anyway, was it
2: after uh, or before Portal? After. Ah, interesting.
1: It, it was like a it was like a poor man's Portal, but it was like funnier. Well, it's not funnier. I had to take that back. But um, <laughs> so to to kind of you, Dan, you were mentioning like creativity, and I think start going into, like, Tom and the idea yeah. of, like, creativity and identity. Mm-hmm. I think this was a little bit of, like, I, I think we'll come out and say, like, the question is, who are you? Who are you, are who you are Ava you? or I? are you Tom? Yeah. Who am I? Or maybe, maybe you're both. But maybe yeah, you're both.
0: Have... We should. Should we just like explain halfway through the game what happens? Well, like, on the
1: point where you're like explaining, I felt a little because, Dave, I remember you said originally you were doing all the secret rooms that every every section yeah. there is a secret room, uh, and you were kind of saying, "eh, there's been nothing really meaningful."
0: Which the first, th- the first two, the fir- the yeah, one, which is that I opened, which are secret room two and secret room three. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything that meaningful because it was just like. Yes, it's another example of the Turing test. Yeah, and I I agree.
1: But then I think the first one I did was four, and that That was the one one... was a
0: huge reveal. Yeah,
1: and then you know I remember we were talking about Firewatch, and um, I I made the comments like, oh, in the beginning you can kind of get the feel okay they're not going to render other people, so I'm not going to really encounter people. And in the fourth puzzle, you see somebody running away from you. Me
2: out. Like, I was honestly like, oh my maybe, God. it made my hairs stand on their ends because it totally I, it, I didn't expect yeah. to see anybody it's like portal brain was going on like i was like there's no other people it's just this robot talking to me i've been here and then all of a sudden yeah. i see another person totally animated and i'm like oh it's just no get away totally <laughs> mm, totally yeah. and and That's i thought that me. puzzle room was like the first
1: there is there was some big reveals in the story that come right. from those secret rooms i almost felt kind of bad mm-hmm. it's like these really should be mandatory to kind of really get um, the story,
2: but they did make me feel like I earned the story in a way because you I could play true. the game and get. Oh, I found the ground team. Oh, we have this revelation. I I feel like that was there, but like understanding why I, they did what they did was really kind of ingrained. And mm. it,
0: is it is it in the secret room or is it in the main story that you first get like when you get that um recor- where you find that sound clip of Daniel talking to her no, room, telling her telling him to wake up Ava. Yeah, that's a secret that, room. I see that that's one what I, I, I totally
2: thought. missed because I did admittedly get a little frustrated with having to play every audio clip, but I also didn't realize it until very late that you could walk away from yeah, nice the computer point. and listen to it while you just did stuff. Yeah. But and I, I, didn't I, hear I think
1: that one. Yeah, like that was a big one and there That was a huge one. Yeah. yeah. And I just felt like if you knew that, like it kind of changed your opinion of it. And I, but but quite honestly, like I didn't really Give a like. I didn't really feel like I started seeing a like. I thought it was okay. So like, she's trying to get the ground team. Tom is trying to stop her, and it turns out the ground team is trying to escape Tom, and that's why they made yeah. these tests so they kind of hide from him.
0: And yeah. I, I didn't. And the really... whole reason that they're doing that is because they're, yeah. Tom has been trying to keep them trapped there because they've exposed themselves to this extremophile virus. Which is actually repairing their DNA and basically has made them immortal. Yeah, and they want like they want to bring it back to Earth, but
1: there is kind of the the worry like, of you know, yeah
0: what what in the ISA and Daniel have told Tom that like that can't be allowed to happen. That's the whole reason that ava has been woke, woken up is to help prevent them from escaping Europa. Right. Okay. With that in mind, it's like you have that morality choice of like what what is the right thing to do? Is it to are these people should they be allowed to leave Europa or is it is the risk too great? Right. You know? which, and which I think Tom, is an interesting Tom, question. Yeah. Yeah. I sided I mean, with Tom immediately. I'm like, it's the risk is too great. You can't we can't bring these people out. They can't leave Europa.
1: Well, yeah. And and again, not to hark on my viewpoint on the bunker. We discussed a few times where the mother sacrifices the greater good to kind of save, or rather yeah. t- to save her one son as opposed to all of them dying. Like it is an interesting kind of more a conundrum. It's like this ideally is going to change society in a dramatic way and they want to leave. But is it worth sacrificing them to possibly save humanity versus rolling the dice if it might lead to things that are dangerous which i think is an interesting question but i thought it was like okay so that's that's a, that's something but then i didn't really start feeling like there's more to this game until the ending did you play it through twice what did, did what'd, what'd you guys do to
0: the ending oh i did it twice but i would i did what i wanted the first time yeah that's what i figured, you know too. we should really talk about out uh, out what we wanted then, to do
2: separately honestly because <laughs> i'm gonna start because i feel like our listener needs to hear what i did first oh, boy. <clears throat> and i i could not kill them uh-huh. i couldn't spec them with the gun i couldn't go like hey get away i was like shooting other stuff to maybe make them run away <sighs> but well
1: what's cool is because when you shoot away from them he says he talks
2: about doing a warning this shot. this is a right? warning
1: shot like i'm serious
0: and not, not me. I gunned them down immediately. I I like, also, they, walked in that, they walked in that doorway and they were dead. I also gunned I them down very quickly. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I get it.
2: Honestly, I get it. But I'm too mushy. I can't kill well, that many people because they're trying to leave.
0: They were going to kill everyone. Or well, not. possibly. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, we don't possibly. know. The possibly. The, yeah. the, the ISA has said they can't go back. Mm. I'm sorry, you know. Right. They can live. They too... can live on Europa forever. They right. had their own infinite food supply, you know. Mm. But I mean... they, they, they got. They were like, we don't want to stay here. But even thinking you know? like
1: that, isn't that a scary thought of infinity? Like you're stuck. Oh, there that's terrifying! I mean, it's that
0: terrifying that you're gonna be stuck in that one place it's doing nothing. Ends. Yeah, and living. I am. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would have yeah. ki- killed myself. I, I, but, like, I don't think I don't you? think I would have. I was interested in whether or not you guys thought that the virus had affected them mentally because they were like, oh, there's no negative side effects of this symbiote. Mm. You know? No, and again, that's,
1: like, that's kind of an unanswered I just question. Think these, I think are, worth...
0: these are all scientists. I think that they wouldn't feel this way. Mm. You know what I mean? They're they all much like, more pragmatic. this is the fountain of youth. We can bring it to. Everything. I'm like, well,
2: no, this thing has messed with your brain.
1: That, rem- that reminds me of um interstellar you guys see interstellar
2: i didn't no i haven't seen interstellar. You guys gotta see interstellar this is about Great. To become the interstellar spoiler podcast
1: well a little bit one well, little <laughs> part where Gee. there's a character who is a scientist and you think he's acting very rationally but it turns out he's bat crazy super
2: duper non-rational right now
1: yeah and you're just like omg i didn't see that coming because you don't expect it from that type of person so that is very very interesting but what I think is interesting, whether you gun them down or you're not, the end message is the same. Congratulations, you passed the Turing test. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment I was like, what just happened?
0: Like, Yeah, why, okay. why is that statement delivered?
1: Yeah. In either scenario. So, like, you know, when you gun them down, there's that very kind of sad moment where Tom is like, Ava? Ava, wake up. And like, uh-huh. not really contemplating the reality of what, not even contemplating, but like, yeah the regret almost right. instantly of what he did. And then if you let them live is that I'm not ready to die. Like I'm scared. Mm. Yeah. And in both those instances, those showed, mm. you know, that that's, you're passing because if the idea is you pa- like, to pass the Turing test, you show you human qualities as a machine. It's, you do that it's in actually, both scenarios.
0: It actually brings it back to like <clears throat> the, the Chinese room. Mm-hmm. Cause the Chinese room talks about like whether or not, um, whether or not if you have somebody who's, you know, reading from a book or following a program in order to communicate in Chinese, whether or not they really understand Chinese. And that to, you know, you mm-hmm. can convince somebody that you do know Chinese, but at the same time you don't really understand it. Right. right. So the, what I felt like was here was an example of Turing showing the, with that regret and everything that he does understand what he's doing. So passing the Turing test. It's like, yeah. And, and, and in a way that he would pass even, like. Wait, did you just refer the to Chinese Turing? Room. Oh, maybe. I'm sorry. Tom. That Tom, <laughs> Tom would be passing the Turing test in a way that also satisfies the, like, strong AI criteria that the Chinese room was trying to discredit because mm. he
2: understands the, desi- the weight of the decision he's making. Right. And, right. and he was also arguing during that, in that um, puzzles, the, the Chinese test room. He's arguing if it mm. quacks like a duck, and it swims like yeah. a duck, then it's a duck. And and uh, Mikhail was arguing with Tom, getting frustrated about arguing with the computer all the while. Yeah, about it, and it's it's hard to listen to because you're you're not sure who to. It's hard, not hard to like listen. Which to. side well, you're on? Like, well, so yeah. right. it's like a big philosophical question. It's a duck.
0: Is it? Kinda. Yeah, I mean that would be like that would be like if we passed on your intelligence and everything that was you mentally into a computer a, a different state machine right would it still be dan if it thinks and talks like dan right
1: yeah and that, that reminds me dave i forgot which podcast it was but you brought up that idea it's like that phrase is like i think therefore i am right. with mm-hmm. the misunderstanding that the possibly that the two eyes are not the same person that oh, one yeah. person thinks and therefore is another yeah, person yeah you brought is, that up
2: my mind exploded yeah. i'm still recovering a little bit and no, and uh, I think there were some
1: really interesting points in that, and I think it was from that point where, you know, like I thought that Chinese room thing was so essential to really kind of getting the story, and yeah. then that kind of brings up the whole point. is like, well, why isn't Ava having the responses to it? Which for me, kind of cemented the idea that you're not actually Ava; you are Tom. And yeah. and Dave, you kind of brought up the idea earlier. It's like mind control and things like that. That Tom is actually controlling her. And she is not, game. yeah. Like, and she has these Does moments it, where she's gaining more well, control, and he's basically using her to pass the Turing test. I
2: kind of understood that a little differently. Yes, she, he is. I wouldn't say using her, but he is using. not he's using her. He's using her to get through the Turing tests. But the way he described her control over his control over her wasn't like, like you move your arm this way. I'm telling you to do it right now. It was more like she was doing what she was doing, but he was pl- like kind of like Inception, giving her. The idea you need to get through this puzzle. Do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. however you do it, do it. I don't care. I don't care what you do, but the well, end result. He, he claimed that he couldn't figure out these puzzles. Right, but he did right, give the, her the. These,
0: these puzzles were designed
2: in a way that he wouldn't be able to pass them. Right, but right. He, he kept the idea in her head that <clears throat> she has to get through the puzzle, essentially, is how I understood <clears throat> it. So she didn't say, all <clears throat> right, I'm going to stop. Like, she couldn't say that. That was a control yeah. she didn't have. So mm. the idea was still hers to go through it. Well, but on,
1: was, that, yeah. on the note, what I thought it was digital, because I'm trying to think, okay, like, in terms of her control, like, his control of her, I think it almost kind of like waxes and wanes. And, mm. and Dave, you brought up that room. Uh, actually, like, when we were talking, like, we're doing our, our rundown thread, which we do pull back the current little things, like, things we want to kind of address before an episode. You brought up that there's this one room. In sector, the last section, there's a door you can't physically walk through it. Like oh, you hit man. an invisible wall. Yeah. And I noticed that too, and I was like, I don't. What the heck? Like no. And but then when I was starting to think about this, I was like, maybe that's a way to maybe maybe realistically, it is a room that they didn't render and they couldn't finish it. Yeah. But then I thought maybe that's an interesting thing. That's like you're
0: talking about when she, when she's first getting pulled to, towards the Faraday
2: cage.
1: There's that, that part. There. But there's yeah. there's another section. Literally, it's like a door you can't go through. It like you try, but yeah. you, you stop yeah, walking. you get pulled away yeah. if
2: you let go of your controller. It it's clear yeah. that you've lost control. I thought my controller was messed up.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. It's like maybe it's not. That's a the purpose of the divine design choice that shows like Tom actually can physically control her to some extent. That he prevented her from going through that whatever whatever is behind there.
0: Right. I actually, th- I actually think of it as the opposite. Oh really? I think of it as. The moments where you can't control Ava, because I think of you, you as Tom, mm. as as in because we are the moments where there's the electromagnetic interference. Right. That's where her free will is driving her towards this other place. So no matter how much you want to, as Tom, tell her to go this way, she's like, no, I'm going this way. Right. Yeah. Because that- those are, during those moments are always when there's those televisions that are like possessed you're a drone like yeah. those messages that apparently she's in ava is interested in finding out what it's about because that very first time that you walk in the in the faraday cage and sarah tells you that like we're gonna we're gonna get disable tom from you you no are no longer in first person and you get zoomed out to the camera right, right. And I think that's the game telling you that you're not Ava. You're you're Tom.
1: Yeah, and and on that point when you finally do meet what was her name at the, at the end? Sarah. I forgot the girl Sarah. Sarah like, when you encounter her, like and she tells you like we're gonna take Tom c- cut Tom's connection out of you and that and like literally as you're talking to her, she's kinda pixelating you know, pixelating and flickering. So it's mm-hmm. like literally like a connection that's breaking up and the minute that she does mm-hmm. cut it, you lose side of what's happening. So I think yeah. it's, it is clear. You're Tom, but then it also brings up the interesting idea that, like, if Tom is an AI, but you're Tom, it brings up the idea as you as the player, a little fourth wall breaking, like, in terms of consciousness. that yeah. You're control. like, and I think video games like like to do little fun things like that. Like, you're controlling someone, but if someone kind of, like, inside does that a little bit, it's right. like, how many layers yeah. are there of control?
2: Mm-hmm. Um I, I definitely, that was mm-hmm. when I reached out to you guys and said, okay, this game is way more than I thought it would be. And that, that moment, yeah. when I was taken away mm. from Ava, and I was like, I'm Tom. Oh, God, I'm a robot. Like, this whole thing got blown wide open for me, and, and it definitely... It's a great moment, honestly. Yeah. So.
1: And it, it is one of the... And, it's, again, it's one of those things that's not really spelled out for you. I think those secret rooms are really essential to find, to kind of really feel that's yeah. true. Um, So I guess to kind of start wrapping it up, like, I think this is this is a game where if you take on surface like, like it's a solid puzzle game. I think
0: Yeah, it's a solid puzzle. Yeah, I think in terms of But I think all the fun is is actually in, in these philosophical questions. Yeah, yeah
1: and, and I think on that like level like like I think Portal does puzzles better than this. And I think honestly I think Talos Principle does the philosophical questions a little bit better. I think mm. the, the the puzzles it's a much bigger game. So it maybe it's not fair to compare them in that regard. But this was a game that definitely had it was definitely more than meets the eye, and I, I, I it was one like of those Transformers. Games, a little bit. I thought it was Bumble a car, Bay. but then it turned into a bumblebee. No, um, <laughs> it was definitely one of those games that I had an okay opinion about, but then I finished it, and then I thought about it afterwards, and it made me change my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like it was one of those games. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Right.
0: So mm-hmm. overall, I was I was pleased yeah. with this pick. And uh just so you know, like I I was doing some research. Oh boy. Um that in the prologue as early as in the prologue from when you first get up and you can like search around like the the, the space station that feels pointless. you can find information of that includes directions to Tom to like the the okay to kill the crew mm. and like all like all that stuff is hidden in there if you if you know how to, where to look for it. Oh wow. Interesting. Yeah, sure, it's a
1: Dave. will stick with you. Your your kind of final final word on it.
0: I mean, I thought it was it was a great game. It's like I thought the it was like a good decent length. You know, mm. I think the puzzles were a good deal of fun. I I hear what you're saying about the secret rooms maybe possibly being mandatory, but at the, at the same time, like if you're just not that into it, like why force you to do these harder puzzles? Mm. You know? Interesting. You
2: know.
1: Because they um, were definitely so, always the out of the box kind of puzzles. The solutions yeah. to those are something you usually don't repeat. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? I I honestly loved it. Um, because that once it, once it reminds me of Portal One, I was like, oh, mm. that's a good feeling that I haven't felt since Portal One. Like that's that's great, you know, because I expected that with Portal Two, but I didn't expect this at all with the Turing Test. So like, mm. obviously, I'm not comparing them, but I, I definitely had that like, oh, sweet, I feel really accomplished when I complete this puzzle feeling. Every time I um, did it. So there, there was that with gameplay. And then the story, um, you go into this hearing about a robot. And you hear the robot's voice. And you're like, oh, the robot's going to be evil. But this game kind of changed that a little bit. Because the robot never once, well, the robot, Tom, the AI, never once malfunctions. And he never once mm. goes like, I have to kill you all because you, you're, you know, like he doesn't start yeah. to go on a tirade. Classic
1: insane robot. He doesn't yeah. ever
2: break that yeah. moment, but you go and expect And even, him.
0: and he, he, he explains himself clearly all the time. Right. He's like, he wouldn't be trying to stop, stop them if they weren't trying to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's like, and, and, you know, he
2: breaks that down for you every time and opposing GLaDOS. Like you hear GLaDOS's maniacal tone. You know, she's mm. nuts but yeah. yeah but like <laughs> she lies about cake yeah like tom is totally level-headed <laughs> the whole time there's something so much more you know complex than that and that i'm gonna be thinking about this game for a while and i'm glad yeah. we played it mm. sure.
1: good good start to season five boys yeah you
2: said episode 25 it's fun out uh, 26 because yeah, i was like wait that doesn't there. count up to math but anyway sorry that was, a, <laughs> that was an aside but yeah totally fun I recommend Thumbs it. up.
1: Dinosaur Machines Podcast. Bur,
2: bur, 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 All
1: right. Final segment of the night. The, it actually... The, one way to go into this struggle Tastemaker. We have the three-time Silver Monkey champion, Dan Colonna. Hello. Hi, have my name is Dan Colonna. the one-time um, Silver Monkey and champion... Current, and current. champion, Dave Grimma. We have the current... Loser? The Latinum... Oh. <laughs> Latinum Pterodactyl? What Latinum is it called? Latinum Pterodactyl. Yeah. Champion, Mark Magro, which I'm going to hold until episode 50 oh yeah and can just just no, enjoy nobody that. can take that from you do that from me. <laughs> so we all are all winners in some way we're all we're all dads in a way we can say right
2: that's <laughs> that's where i was gonna go with that I'm glad you went exactly
1: there. but let, let's turn it over to uh, the the most decorated champion new season scores
2: all zeros dan nice. what are you making us do tonight thank you for uh throwing it to me mark i'll take it from here um, like a so paper boy throwing his paper. In in uh <laughs> in a couple of weeks to us, but to you <laughs> Tastemaker! Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> tur, <tur>, Tastemaker. <laughs> <laughs> taste
0: so, oh wow,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright uh, uh, now that we're all okay. uncomfortable.
0: Seems like we're uh having a little bit of a taste maker here. <laughs> <laughs> What's that on your on your is that a
2: is that a taste maker? It looks like a taste your face? It's Definitely not a taste <laughs> all, right. all right, we're done. All right, cool. So, all right, in a couple of weeks to us, but two months ago to our listener, Mass Effect came out. Andromeda. Oh god. Right. You guys love Mass Effect. I I, I like to think about what both of you will excel at equally. There's a certain couple of games. Please don't please don't ask us about Creatures. <laughs> oh no, no, this is much more I think up both of your alleys because it's totally not up my alley. I okay. am personally sort of confused about whether or not I'll buy Mass Effect because of all of the making out and the gross you know, uh, things they're going to be doing in it, so I don't want to be manner. part of that, but this Trivial Tastemaker is all about Mass Effect love. oh, Romance? Trivia questions about Mass Effect romance options. Okay. okay. Interesting. If you happen to tie up, I have a tiebreaker. Okay. So okay. if you tie that up, I'm done taste making. <laughs> you guys live in a Thai world, so giving
1: the point fives out. Without okay. further
2: to do, this is a multiple choice quiz. Oh, interesting. Um, you I don't have to bu- answer in the form of a question, but you can nice. if you want to to get on my good side. But that won't really change anything about the points. You could just get on my good side. Wait, it's fine.
1: Do we do we buzz in?
2: Um, yes, you do buzz okay. in. I would appreciate it if you let me finish the question but if you're super sure about how's this so if you finish early i haven't thought about this on this now if you finish me early if you finish me early terrible if you finish if you if you answer early if you answer early we don't get the multiple choice that's that's, right exactly right so you got uh, one chance at every question exactly you just put yourself at disadvantage really so yeah let's get into it um (laughs) you can beep and boop in however you please please choose Um, your sounds gentlemen I'll take a boop. Okay, a Mark's booping. Dave, all right, can I, for, before I ask you about your sound, is there a reason you look actually upset? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in your head.
0: That's all. Well, Literally, guess what? All, you have to, old wants to do is please I have all the answers right he here. You don't. Well, that would be why I want to get in your head. Oh. Because you have the answers. You want me to give you a wink? I'm trying to think. Right Mark won't think, see it. I'm trying to It's getting inside like your brain.
2: You. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. So, Dave, what sound effect would you opt for if you were to? Dan. Oh. I'm going to say your
0: name. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Dan.
2: <laughs> it's like a Pokemon. All right. All right. Well, here we go. First question. A relationship with which of the following characters would result in Shepard's death? Rex? Dan. Morinth? Samara? He, he, Dan. He,
1: he buzzed under really? Dan.
2: Oh. Who M- M- Morinth? That is correct.
0: What? Really? Yes. Yeah, because she's she's that type of whatever I forget the name of that type like Pring of Mantis, uh, really. purebred um, Asari where they uh, they kill their lovers. Why can't I think of Morinth? Well, it's because Morinth, Morinth is the um, <laughs> the um, Asari, the Just the Justicar's daughter. Oh, uh,
1: okay. Mark, did right. you have
2: a lot of romance in Mass Effect?
1: I've had all the romances. Oh, all in right. Mass
2: okay, so this is totally fair. You see, I was concerned because I know Dave loves to explore all of his options.
1: He likes them in his, his digital realms. Anyway. So
2: you both have equal playing. Around. So all right, one point goes to Dave. Got it. Hmm. I'm keeping score here, so let me do that real quick. Doing all of it. Dave won. Right? Dave won. Dave Ready. Question two. Which potential love interest could be romanced by either male shepherd or female shepherd? Dan. Dave. is Liara. son. All right. I appreciate you giving me the last name. It's that, two points for Dave. I
1: don't like this game. He's well, quick. It's, he's quick I, with I, us. I, you did just clarify <laughs> to me that it was a fair playing field. So It was. I romanced. And Liara is Mark, my you gotta, favorite He's romance. like sipping
2: his water. You gotta like yeah, take a deep breath. You know
1: what's like the best moment in all the Mass Effects? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. This isn't what's gonna count for moment. a point. Go ahead spoilers for mass effect three uh-huh. right before the final mission and you can like kind of say your goodbyes before when you meet mm. liara and she's like i just want to show you this one thing and like she sends you to like that abyss, embrace eternity embrace and eternity like, moment and it's just like yeah. nothing and you're together and you're just like
2: yeah, it's so beautiful.
1: beautiful anyway sorry dan this is why you have to play mass that's Effect. that's not it's one great. of the
2: questions should be anyway. so, sorry okay i'm just gonna have to buzz in early but i'm okay. glad you mentioned the end of mass effect three because that's one of the topics of this question. Ooh. Which potential love interest will never be alive for the final fight in London during Mass Effect 3? The choices are Tali, Thane, Jacob, or Miranda. Who's never going to be alive? This character cannot be alive during London in Mass Effect 3. At the end. Cannot
1: be alive in Mass Effect... Oh, wait. Beep. Boop. Boop. Mark. Wait, can you list those four again? The That's choices I think are I...
2: Tally, Thane, Jacob, and Miranda. What is your answer? Is it Thane? That is correct. Yes.
1: Because he
0: has he the thing really with early, the disease. Doesn't he dies in is isn't he? He dies. He has a disease and his, his son could... He has a disease in two, and he tells you about it. Yes, so, that's and why. And then uh, his
2: son gets to say his goodbye in the middle of Mass Effect 3.
1: Yeah, it plays the long game, that, that
2: situation. It's funny, because okay. I remember when yeah. I, I got as far as Thane in Mass Effect 2, and I was like, worst party member ever. You're going to, like, of Oh, my God, stop, a cold. Dan.
1: Just, just stop, Dave. Anyway. Dave, Dan, whoever's
2: talking. Next question. <laughs> stop your words. Next question, Mark. The current score okay. is Dave 2, Mark 1. Got it. You guys ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. Which potential, well I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me start that over I had a moment Which two (laughs) potential love interests were widows? The choices are Cortez and Thane Caden and Jack Liara and Rex Or Jacob and Garrus Which of those pairs are widows?
1: Boop, boop Mark? It's the first one
2: What was the first one? I don't know, tell me them (laughs) Cortez and Thane (laughs) That one Okay, mark out the point Yes, Mr. Knew-
1: Cortez. Um, he's he's one of the human people. Is he? Is it Freddie Prince Jr.? Is that him? No, he's a person. He's a human.
0: Is he the buff human dude?
1: No. Yes, I mean, he is, it's Freddy, Prince it is am... Freddy Prince Jr. It is Freddy
2: Prince Jr. Yes, that is who I, it is. I never knew his name. I just called. It him was Freddy the process Prince of the
1: elimination. <laughs> I knew it was none of the other ones. Anyway, two to so right,
2: You guys are both tied at two. Dave, here we are. He's got the fire under your yeah. tusks. That's fine. The next burning, question is burning your
0: butt.
2: I'm planning on sighing. Okay, you guys ready? Uh, is this is gonna. <laughs> I feel like the guys are gonna need to buzz in. Wait, how party. many more questions are there? This is a handful, and I have no. Wait, hold on. These. This is one, two, and then I have a tiebreaker, which okay. we might need. So because there's two you need questions two more. Um, which potential? I'm sorry, I did it again. Let me start over. Which two? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? No, you guys, there's a lot of pressure to get a good tastemaker, and I'm so far, I'm really proud of it. I don't want to get. You're doing there great, yet, then. Though. You're doing fantastic. Thank you, Mark. For saying that. That really, really means a lot to me. Keep that in mind. Thanks. I will. When the, <laughs> when the points are all still about the questions. You guys ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who was a potential love interest but never a squad member? We've got Jack, Trainer, James, or Rex. Beep,
1: boop, boop. Mark. Trainer.
2: Okay, that's correct. Because
1: that's the, the... You can have a shower scene with her. and It's <laughs> very interesting.
2: <laughs> I learned very little about Mass Effect when is, I looked this is up. Is that Jessica Showbot?
1: No, that's... um. She's uh she's like is it 2 or 3? I think it's 3. It's like she's not even like a real romance. You can have her and somebody else. She's like a is, side oh, is Oh, she's the one
0: with the with the toothbrush? Maybe. Yeah. No. She's yeah. like she's like she's like, like, works she's like your assistant. Yeah. Right? In 3. Yes. And she she's and she talks to you about her ultrasonic toothbrush, which is like that's what you like, like, remember yeah. out of all those kind of toothbrush. Like, it's like I love yeah. toothbrushes. Okay. Okay, go. so final question. <laughs>
2: This is the clincher or the tie maker. Which would be interesting for a tastemaker and then to be a tie maker. Which is totally the name of our tiebreakers, by the way. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Mm hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Which two characters would start a relationship in Mass Effect 3 provided they both survived and Shepard never romanced either one? The choices are Jack and Thane, Ashley and Caden, Garrus and Tally, or Jacob and Miranda? Uh, Dan. You think, yes? It's Garris and Tally, is that what you said? Yes, that is correct. Garris and Tally? Yep. they they, really? they totally go for it. So oh. Dave, Dave just saved his skin and did what would have been the unthinkable
0: had I not thought about? ahead
2: of the tie scenario, but I have everything handled this time okay. around. There's three questions. That's an odd number. You can't answer the same amount. Okay. So here we go. These questions are about species. Uh. <laughs> but it's like species okay. Details Okay These are also story details They're not very specific But they are about The species story Okay uh, I'm just... sorry if this puts you At a disadvantage But Mass Effect So alright Mass Effect First question It's a multiple choice again Oh boy All members of which species Are naturally biotic Human Drell Um Krogan. What Dave I said keep going, going. that's all I said Oh, So let me go over the choices again All members of which species are naturally biotic You're breaking up Human, Drell, Krogan, or Asari Biotic Biotic They are naturally biotic Human,
1: Krell, Krogan Was it? Was it?
0: Boop, boop
2: boop. Mark Is it Asari? It is
0: Yes. So I, I'm, I, I never heard it. I only got. who's really? He was breaking up the entire no, time. No, 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 no.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't listen to him, Dan. I don't care.
2: <laughs> that stinks. I don't care. <laughs> technologies. That stinks. I feel really bad. Listen, sometimes yeah, the referee's not looking internet, when there's a holding yeah. call. Yeah.
1: This is how it is. I can't have like,
2: a flawless tastemaker. This is the worst nope. day in my
1: life. <laughs> it's <laughs> just... always a good Steve But it's pro me. I can't so even come, come up with that.
2: one on the fly. Whatever. Well, he saw <laughs> the chance. Anyway. Two questions left. Am I coming through loud and clear, fellas? Thumbs up. Okay. D- mm-hmm. Dave disagrees. Dave disagrees. Are you both ready? I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Which species has a perfect memory, a large and a, pr- and a large problem with a disease called Kapral's syndrome? The choices oh, are. Dan. Uh, Dave. That would be the drill. That is correct. Wait, is, the drill, do? The drill. I was gonna mm-hmm. get. I was gonna get that wrong anyway. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is the tiebreaker question. Oh no!
1: The pressure. They've okay.
2: Regained his. Well, he would have won if he. Anyway. He's still disappointed in was... you. <laughs> you guys ready? This I'm is it. ready. Yeah. Rannoch is the home species, home planet to which species? Hanar. Hanak. Turian. Quarian or Solarian. Say
1: those before again.
2: Hanar, Turian, Quarian or Salarian? You spell Oop. it R A Mark?
1: Quarian? False. Damn. I took a guess.
2: Um Hanok. I'm gonna
0: go with can may I go with the uh the Solarians? No. That is false. <gasps> so it's, we tied. We tied, Dave. I, <laughs> High <five>. well, I <laughs> was I was gonna say Asari before, but I couldn't, not either, no, I couldn't. It's the Hanar. It's the Hanar. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I was gonna say the Asari one, the one that I couldn't answer so you should i couldn't won, communicate but... but but that's fine it's fine i'll take
2: the tie well yeah well, what does that I'll mean point point five.
1: Five. Point 0.5 for I'll each of us baby
2: okay, okay i literally we am, tie. <laughs> i am full of white hot rage why <laughs> because no matter what i do a tastemaker will never go smoothly well I why think... did why did you make six questions because i figured that Should've one of you would won. answer two right and I don't know. It's okay.
1: Dan, you don't need to justify but it. We, with the, the, three taste maker, the taste maker, The tastemaker has very loose rules. That's I like part. those six questions. I
0: just, I just like messing with you. That's is it. that the case? I, don't, I never noticed that about a friend. He secretly
1: guy. does. It's actually very. Secretly?
0: <laughs> That's well, it's secret is Dave has brown hair. <laughs> All right, we've
1: gone super long here. What do we play next time, <laughs> boys? All right, let me fire up the machine. The, the game a machine brought to you by you Audacity.
2: Oh, like, wait. Like, that oh. was a fair tastemaker. It was fair. That was great. It was, it Dan, was great, it was a good
1: tastemaker. You feel good about yourself. I thought it yourself.
2: was funny, too, because I hate, like, that. I hate I yeah. yeah. The only person I want, person Eight, I want to love is Anne-Marie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cheat on to her. You. I thought he was going me. <laughs> it
1: was, like, the corniest thing. Anyway. I just want to love my fiancé.
2: Girlfriend. Girlfriend where who is the, i where was the game Pick-A-Machine? Hey, Dave, Dave this I'm working on it. Tell the listener. Hold
1: on. We'll fill in time. I don't even I can forget the games of the season. Is that bad? Yeah, right. we
2: did pick them pretty quickly. But we we, well, all liked them.
1: we all liked our picks. So it was mine is Sarah's missing is still available. Wait, mm. Dave, can you please mm. share the screen? He's doing I it. I did. And we don't see it.
0: Oh, <laughs> You're sharing I it with oh, yourself. Apparently it didn't hit start. That'll That's do why. It, bro,
1: Bro, listen, yeah. bro. So I had Sarah's missing. We still have Owlboy. Uh Prapper the Rapper. Uh I can't read that. Night in the Woods. I want to play that.
2: And Orwell. Orwell. I kind of hope it's not Orwell. Oh, re-roll. Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. Yes. This game, I don't know anything about this game, and I feel like it's it's great.
1: If Dave didn't pick it,
2: I was going to pick it. Well, it's picked. Tell us about Night in the Woods really quick, Dave. Tell us about it. Really quick
0: i honestly don't know much there you go nailed it (laughs) got it it looks it looks it looks it looks really interesting i'm I'm, from what i understand it's like this uh this girl's experience coming back from school and like being in her hometown and like it's it's told like in a cartoony sort of way and it kind of goes across multiple genres like there's some platforming there's some puzzle solving it from but i don't know enough and they're all interesting
2: (laughs) yeah they're all animals. Just this I should, I should. must tie back to your original statement during this podcast about animals and names. <laughs> oh, it'll,
1: it'll work together. But yes, so this was episode twenty six of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we enjoy any any ratings, any subscribings, any sharings, any 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 word you can spread. And and thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you got this far, um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on the, the Twitterverse. I'm SoundCloud. at There's the on the SoundCloud. We like that. And, oh, an iTunes. Can, and iTunes and all the things. <laughs> everything if it's available, us. just right look there. Just look to the sky. We'll be in the in the, the sky. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Dino
0: Machines. Feels like Lion King. It feels you like up at the sky. Everything the, the sun touches, to...
1: you will have a podcast. <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: I'm at Magro Crag.
0: I'm at Zombie Underscore
1: Pirate, and I'm at Dan O'Mac. And right. thanks for tuning in. See you next time. <laughs>
0: I thought those were just giant balls of gas burning <laughs> <laughs> millions of miles away. Kumba?